feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, one of the efforts to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas has failed. Uh, Are you kidding me? And it looks like some Republicans sided with some of the Democrats. How could that be? That just seems stunning that a number of Republicans, a handful of them on Monday, successfully blocked an effort. It was led by Marjorie Taylor Greene to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas in a straight up or down vote. The final vote, by the way, it just came in a little bit ago, was 209 to 201 with eight Republicans. That's right. Eight Republicans joining all the Democrats to support the latter party's motion to stop that floor vote. And instead, they will refer an impeachment resolution to the Homeland Security Committee. But, wow, how could Republicans, wait a minute, do this? What is going on with the Republican Party that they can't somehow figure it out? And somehow, here's an effort to block him. Guess what? If it came to me, it would take like five seconds. Yeah. Impeach. Are you kidding me? This guy has been the messenger for open borders. This guy has been the problem from day one. Obviously, President Biden is the messenger. He's the head of it all. He's just following the rules. But guess what? If you have any integrity, Alejandro Mayorkas, you should have resigned on day one. You keep coming before all these committees and saying, oh, yeah, um, we've got uh, we've got open borders. No, 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 no. It's secure. The border's secure. It's doing great. So it sure would have sent a strong message to immediately impeach Alejandro Mayorkas and do it pronto. What are your thoughts about this? This is a mess. Let's see. Maybe it comes up for another vote in the next few days. Let's see where it goes. But the fact that they could have just gone for an up or down vote is an interesting issue. And there shouldn't be any debate about it, even if a lot of this is symbolic, because guess what? When it goes to the Senate, it would be surprising if any of the Democrats, just like they stood together on this one, if any of them would allow for him to actually be removed. But you could certainly at least send a message saying he should be impeached. We could get that impeachment process going and do impeachment proceedings. I mean, there shouldn't be any debate. Is there anybody out there who thinks he shouldn't be impeached? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, 
the migrants who have been coming back and forth all over the place. They have been moving, as we know, coming into New York and coming into Chicago and a whole bunch of other places. And guess what? They didn't like Floyd Bennett Field. This is an old airstrip in New York City. And they had the opportunity to get moved there and get placed there. It's a huge airstrip. Again, not really used anymore. Sometimes some private facilities do it. But for the most part, it's an old airstrip. It's in a big, huge field. So there was concern about flooding. But also, it's not really in an ideal location, if you will. But that's why it makes for a great place for migrant shelters. That's why it seems to be a really, really good spot. And so as you're looking at all of these layers to this, you would say, wow, okay, I'm a migrant. I crossed the border illegally. It's a wide open border. Boy, was that easy. And now I get to New York City and, oh, my God, how great. They're going to pay for this. They're going to pay for that. They're going to pay for health care. They're going to pay for schools. They're going to do all of these things. And guess what? They get moved or they tried to get moved to a place called Floyd Bennett Field. And you can't make this up. The migrants said, it's not good enough. We don't like it. We want to go back to our four-star fancy schmancy hotel. Because guess what? That four-star fancy schmancy hotel isn't a tent in the middle of nowhere. It's a lot nicer. We can order room service. We can do all of these things that we love and we enjoy. Can you believe this? How spoiled are the migrants that are coming to New York City and elsewhere? The number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. We have created a monster. And I shouldn't say we because I haven't created a monster. I don't think many of you have created a monster. You know what? This city has created a monster, and it's happening all over the country. The migrants are now saying, no, 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 that's not good enough. I want to get moved back to my four-star hotel so we can get all those extra perks. It's a lot nicer. It's a lot cozier. So what, they want to stay on an unlimited basis there? They also put out the word about people finally saying, okay, well, you know what, you can work. We're going to expedite the work process. We're going to do all of that. And you know how many people applied? About 2,000, less than 2,000 out of the 130,000 that have come to the city at $5 billion taxpayer expense. You cannot make this up. So they don't want to apply to work. They think an empty airfield isn't good enough for them. They think that they have to go back to a nice, cozy, wozy hotel. And guess what? In the middle of all of this, you know what? They're going, you know, maybe we've created a monster. That's what I think many of the communities here are saying. They are just shaking their heads and they can't believe it. Well, I can believe it. If you put a big old neon sign and say, hey, come on out. Come on in. We're going to give you free X. We're going to give you free this. We're going to give you free that. Well, guess what? That's what happens. Suddenly they come, and now you're wondering why they're getting picky about where they stay or if they don't get all the perks there. So what did they do? They said, no, 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 no. We were told we were just getting moved to another shelter, 
And a lot of them assumed they were getting moved to something like a Roosevelt Hotel. Maybe they thought they were going to get better. Maybe they thought it wasn't going to be four-star. Maybe they thought it was going to be a five-star hotel. So instead, they get moved. And in the middle of all of that, they get turned around and they get brought back to the Roosevelt Hotel. What is wrong with us and what is wrong with leadership that they have allowed this to happen? And we still have a wide open southern border. And guess what? They're going to keep on coming. They are going to keep on coming. This is astounding. And now they are saying where they want to stay. They're calling the shots that an airfield with a tent is not good enough for them that they want to be in four- or five-star hotels and get the room service and get all of these perks. This is so bad, and this is so, just to me, ridiculous. First of all, if I was the bus driver, I would have said, I'm sorry, this is where you're getting dropped off. You are staying here because you're lucky as heck to be in this country, thanks to this wide-open border by this president that has dropped the ball and made this country much less safe for generations to come. And can you imagine? I would say you spoil brats. You are taking this. You are taking this location and I'm not turning around. You're not allowed to go back on this bus. And can you imagine that bus driver would be a hero. And instead, I don't, I don't blame the bus driver. He's obviously just taking orders. So clearly somebody said, Oh, well, let them go back to the hotel that they want to be at. Let them go back to their nice cushy location. Can you have do whatever it takes to make them happy? Meantime, we have homeless veterans and we have so many others across the city and across this country that are not being taken care of. I can't tell you how many people that I heard messages from on Veterans Day saying, you know, there are so many homeless veterans. It seems like it's getting better in New York, which I'm happy to say. Tom DiNapoli, the comptroller, we talked to him earlier today on Cats and Cosby. He was saying things are better in New York. That's a great thing. Thank goodness. But you know what? It is still an enormous problem. I will take a homeless vet and give him shelter any day before I give an illegal migrant that's crossed the border. Why are we bending over backwards? What is wrong with our country and what is wrong with our system that we are acquiescing to migrants who said this is not good enough? They literally like, this is not what we want. I don't like this. This isn't a nice location. You know, disaster is waiting to happen. This isn't attractive. They were the first group of migrants. And you know what they're going to do, too. They're going to spread the word and say, oh, you don't want to end up at that crummy location over there. Uh, keep saying you need to be in the uh, hotel. Maybe break your foot or do whatever you're going to do. Come up with some reason to stay at that hotel. Because guess what? You don't want to go to that crummy shelter. What? Have we become that we actually allow them to call the shots at a time where the economy is in shambles? There are so many people leaving New York. And yet, what are we doing? We're acquiescing to a group of migrants that are dictating our policies and dictating where we are going to go. This is a mess. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is Mayor Eric Adams, first of all, describing what's going on at Floyd Bennett Field in New York City. 
Uh, we're, we're out here at Floyd Bennett Field, uh, where we open uh, the earth, and it is going to include children and families. This is, as you can see, it's a very large establishment that goes from end to end. Uh, each tent, 500 people being in. We're going to make sure we have accommodations for children to study and make sure we have safety that's here. This is uh, this is not you know best conditions, but we're managing the crisis, and we cannot say any better that we need help. Yeah, boy, do we need help. And I will agree with Mayor Eric Adams about that. And guess what happens the minute he complains. He gets cut out of the Biden campaign committee. Uh, Now he's being investigated by the FBI. Uh, You could be the judge if maybe the timing of all of that is interesting, that he's complaining about needing more funds and complaining about the situation on the border. I'll give him credit for that because that is an enormous, enormous deal. By the way, uh, a new number that came out not too long ago, the migrant crisis has cost U.S. taxpayers up to almost half, get this, half a trillion dollars, $451 is what they estimate Americans could pay to care for the migrants who entered the country illegally. That's due to a new report, and that is just a fraction of what it may end up costing this country. And already, as you know, in New York, It has cost billions upon billions of dollars. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. What the heck is going on with the migrant situation? And then Republicans, a handful of them, decide, you know what? Um, We're not going to vote on this situation for impeaching Mayorkas. Now, there will be probably other opportunities which will come about, but give me a break. You have a chance to fast track it and you don't go for it. What are you waiting for? What, do you want to wait another uh, year? How much more damage is going to happen? And shame on these Republicans who somehow think, well, it's maybe not a nice thing to do to Mayorkas. Guess what? Every single Democrat, as we have seen on almost every issue, vote in lockstep. And the Republicans, if you want to win, you got to get your act together as a group. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bruce in Delaware. Bruce, your thoughts. Um, Hi, Bruce. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for taking my call. Hurry up, Bruce. Yes, ma'am. I I think I totally agree with all the statements you made prior to me coming back to the phone with the same message. 
it, it, it loses the heartbeat of the conservatives and the libertarians and the, wish, the ones that wish to stand up. Even when we stand up in our strong communities and keep putting forth, you know, good people, that you still have a handful that sort of just tear us down all the time. And, and it's disheartening, and it makes it incredibly hard for uh, us of those that wish to speak out, even to our own families coming home at Thanksgiving and Christmas, but we can't because we can't get a foothold and, and we are ostracized and it's just, it, it's hard, honey. It, by the way, Bruce, I hear you. Um, and what I think though, is that I really do believe you still have to stand on your convictions. And I actually think Republicans, uh, the few that didn't, they need to be called out. They need to explain themselves. Did they do it for some other reason that's not transparent? Or do they just really somehow think that Mayorkas isn't such a bad guy? But guess what? Unless you vote in unison when you have such tight margins in the House, you got to have every single one of them. And a number of them didn't vote on a vote like this for potentially going after Mayorkas. Every single Republican should be in there and every single one should vote out. I agree with you. But uh, they got to get their acts together and there's got to be pressure on them to vote as a team. Guess what? Teamwork works, you know? I mean, it's not rocket science, and for some reason, the Democrats have figured it out, and the Republicans need to start doing that. Let's go to Pat in Indiana. Pat, your thoughts? Yes, I don't know if the Democrats have looked this up, but um, impeachment was brought by the wrong person. In 1887, they the court... Supreme Court declared that um, the way they did it in uh, uh, with Andrew Johnson in 1869. The um, uh, by the way, Pat, we got to go to our break. You got to get to the point quicker in the future. By the way, I only care about 2023, and I care about 2024. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in blue, our great law enforcement, a powerful story coming from Portchester, New York, and Greenwich, Connecticut, not too far outside of New York City, where quick work and cooperation across state lines helped save the life of a man who didn't have much time left. Officers on the scene pulled the man who was in the icy Byram River and temperatures very, very cold of late, who was suffering from serious hypothermia. They pulled him out of the water, but first they had to find him. Shortly after 1 o'clock in the morning, the Porchester Police Department and the Greenwich Police Department both received many reports of a disturbance or someone in need of urgent help in the area of the Byram River. Units from both jurisdictions worked hard to locate the person in trouble from their respective sides of the river. Porchester police soon located a man in very obvious distress in the water, clinging onto a dock. Officers pulled the man who was suffering from very serious hypothermia out of the water. He repeatedly told officers that someone else was in the water as well. Yet, 
A massive search of the shoreline on both sides of the river by both police departments turned up no sign of any other victims in the water. The rescued man is being treated at a local trauma center and is amazingly expected to be able to recover. Porchester police officials reported that with the assistance of the callers and also the Greenwich Police Department, this incident ended as best as possible with very little time to spare. Fortunately, the victim was located and removed prior to any long-term effects. Wow, just in the nick of time, and especially as temperatures have been dropping so much in the Northeast. And thank goodness for our great law enforcement being there very quickly and doing some brave yeoman's work in hot temperatures and in very cold temperatures as well. Well, we are talking about the border situation and the migrant crisis. And now there's a lot of finger pointings after this new news tonight that they had a chance, the House of Representatives, to send the impeachment vote immediately to the Senate for a trial. They could have done a straight up or down vote, and it would have succeeded if Republicans had joined in together. You can't make this up. Alejandro Mayorkas, if there's ever an easy vote of a reason to fast track something as opposed to now it has to go to a committee, the Department of Homeland Security Committee, which is saying that they already have a lot of work to do uh, with the border and everything else, let alone hold hearings, which is now what is going to have to happen based on this last vote. And this was a resolution that was pitched. It was a bill that was pitched by Marjorie Taylor Greene to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. And she said, let's do it on a straight up or down vote. It should have been an easy resolution. It should have been, heck yeah. You know, I would have taken half a second. I would have said, you don't even have to finish the sentence. Hurry up and fast track it. The proof is there. Just show an image of what's going on at the border at any given second. There are thousands crossing the border every single day thanks to this guy and his lackluster policies and his spineless attitude about this open border. Think about the catastrophe in this country. Think about the potential 9-11 plots as we're so worried of what's happening in Israel and everywhere else. Think about Hamas and all the Iranian proxies all over the globe. You can bet many of them have come through our wide open southern border. There have been so many people that have been on the terrorist watch list in the last year alone that have crossed our border. It is up by leaps and bounds. And yet, for some reason, there were some Republicans that were wrestling with this. Are you kidding me? Eight Republicans wrestled with this. Uh, I'd like to know why. What, they need more information? Uh, what do they need, binoculars to see what's going on at the border? You can see it from a distance, and you can see it every single minute. Shame on these Republicans that have decided, no, we think it should go through the hearing process. Maybe they think there's some advantage, maybe to have more facts out there. I don't think we need more facts. I think they should have sent it immediately. Maybe they think they can build the case more that way. I don't know. But the problem is, I don't think the Senate, under any condition, because it is led by the Democrats, 
that they would just shoot it down. They all voted together on this go-round. And also, by the way, 24 members did not vote in this measure that happened tonight. 12 Democrats and 12 Republicans didn't vote on the measure. And a small group of Republicans, eight of them, joined the Democrats in saying, no, it should actually go through the usual process of a committee. And now already this committee, which is the Department of Homeland Security Committee, is coming back with a statement saying it is wasting time. Let's get to the point. They have other things to focus on. Boy, is this a mess. Is this like Abbott and Costello? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice in Ohio. Line two. Alice, this is this is shameful. Go ahead. It's worse. And I have two things to say. Plus, I'd like to say something about Back to Blue. Uh, at the end, uh, the Republicans need to get their act together. The Democrats are organized. What they're doing now, they're going to be following a Judas goat into communist government. That's disgusting. I am. I'm just infuriated. As far as the ma- the uh, immigrants are concerned, the illegals, they should be given a choice. You either you know stay here at the airfield in a tent, or we're putting you on a plane to go back. Put them in a holding area. Get the plane to. Costa Rica, Guatemala, et cetera, et cetera, where they came from. Get rid of them because they're they're nothing but human sponges. The one other thing I'd like to say about a local back to blue, I belong to the Buckeye Sheriff's Association. If you don't know anything about Ohio, it's called the Buckeye. Yes, I, yes, I sure do. I've yes. spent, by the way, you know okay. I'm half Polish and there's a lot. I've been to many a great Polish event there in Ohio, my friend. Go ahead. Okay, and you can join this. Uh, uh, it's $25 a year, and if someone says, well, what do you get from it? You know that you're supporting uh, the, the deputies and the, the county sheriffs throughout the state and uh, for special programs and maybe ad hoc situations. I love that. It's, yes, and it's, it's not, and then they'll, it's only $25 a year. And then go up to them, and when you see them and say, Thank you for just being there, you know, and I have come to believe that law enforcement is a calling. I I just wouldn't do it. I, I can't imagine not knowing what's behind a door you're knocking on. Yeah. You know, Alice, by the way, thank mm-hmm. you for saying that, because you are so correct that every day is is you don't know. I mean, when when a law enforcement man or woman leaves his spouse or his kids or his, you know, his girlfriend, boyfriend that day, you don't know if they're going to come home that night. And, um, you know, I think about, Alice, um, something really emotional that happened years ago when I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was just about to go on the air, and I learned that two of my friends, two young cops who I just met, had been executed. And it was it was a gut-wrenching day. I think about them to this moment. John Burnett, Andy Nobles, I think about them every single day. They were two young guys. I had just done a story on them a few weeks before. Love these guys. These were two young cops who love the community. They're working in a tough part of town. And they pulled over a guy. They kind of looked like a routine traffic stop. And he got one of their guns, executed both of them. And I learned that day, and I obviously knew before it, But that to me is such a painful reminder that 
every moment, sometimes even a routine traffic stop or a routine what looks like, a, you know, a domestic call. Sometimes those are the most dangerous because you're dealing with emotions. But just there is no such thing as a routine call. And I'm so glad that you appreciate that we do Back the Blue every single night. And I think of John and Andy to this day, every single time I read that. So I hope you hear it in my voice, Alice, when I talk about, you know, Back the Blue and how much I love them and how much I appreciate them. Alice, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Chris, line one. Chris, your thoughts uh, about this and Mayorkas. And obviously we're talking about how important it is to Back the Blue. Well, Rita, I actually think that it is very important to back the blue. It, we, we need to have proper uh, things happen in this country. I don't understand why the Republicans cannot get together on something. And also, I don't understand why there's such a division between Republicans and the Democrats. I just don't understand. Um Common sense thinking should put our nation first. And I just don't understand. Yeah, I agree. Um, By the way, you know, Chris, I agree. It's like common sense should prevail. And and, and you, I, I'm not speaking you, I'm saying these people that we pick to go to Congress, I feel like there is no more important job than protecting the homeland, protecting our borders, and you would think they would say, you know what, um, maybe, it, you know, having a wide open border and having the highest number of those on the terrorist watch list cross this year alone. It's more than the last seven years combined, Chris. The, to me, it is a dereliction of duty. We elect you the first. If you can't protect the country, that's the first responsibility. And and who are these Republicans who voted against it? Also, who are the, these Democrats? Uh, they need to answer for that, too. Well, did they actually think Mayorkas is doing a good job? Can they actually look at themselves in the mirror and say, yeah, that guy is really protecting the homeland. He's really doing a great job in the border. He and President Biden. Uh, I mean, if they if they think that they are nuts and they're they are like uh, they're on some hallucinogenic because all they had to do was look at the pictures. They don't even have to go down to the border. They just have to look at the images and and you see, it's like a, a like it looks like a stadium coming towards the border every day. And, and talk to a border agent for five seconds; he'll tell you or she that they are being overrun, they are outnumbered, and it is one of the most dangerous situations in American history. And and, and shame on anybody who would vote against it, Chris. It's stunning to me. It's amazing to me because being a. a I am the offspring of a person that came here pre-World War II, okay? My father probably was half Jewish. Um, his his father sent he and his mother here. And I think about why we're not looking at – everybody would would love to come here, but they need to sort of assimilate – to a certain point, I'm not talking about religiously. I mean, I respect that. But I just don't understand why our government doesn't understand that there is a point where you do actually need to come here and protect this country. And what they're not doing right now is 
like you said, a lot of these people that are coming here, we don't know anything about these people. Yeah, vet they them. You got to vet them. You got Chris, I, I, Chris, so you know, I'm a first generation American. Both my parents, it took them multiple years to come here and to do that. And so they did it the right ways. And obviously you talked about, you know, pre-World War II, your family came and they appreciated this country and they learned the language. Both of my parents were so grateful to be American. They thought it was the greatest country in the world uh, and worked hard and, and were so proud of this country. And there are a lot of good people, by the way, that I'm sure are coming through, but we got to vet them. And there's a couple and quite a bit of bad ones, too, because guess what? Look how many are on the watch list. Look how many are gotaways. That's what scares me, too, Chris. There's this huge group of them that are gotaways, millions of them, literally millions of them that are gotaways under this president. You got to be a pretty bad person, he or she, uh, to be escaping Border Patrol at this point, because the way they've been handling it is come on in. We'll give you a date in five, six, seven years. Uh, that isn't very threatening. You might as well just go walk through the front door and say, hey, I'm here. Uh, but there's a whole bunch that we have zero idea. We don't even have an image of them or, or we see a little dot walking away because uh, there's so many of them or running away. And they are never to be seen or found ever again. Not even a name, not even a fake name. So, I mean, this that's why it is so unconscionable of me. Uh, for me to think at this moment that anybody, Democrat, Republican, if you care about this country, you would close the border tomorrow and you would figure out where all these people are in this country. Uh, I don't think we'll ever be able to recuperate because it will be felt for generations to come. Some of them will like, you know, suddenly some will assimilate or pretend to assimilate. And guess what? Many of them may be forming sleeper cells as we speak right now, you just don't know. That's my opinion, and I think that is a serious, serious concern. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And if you thought... New York is the only place where the migrants are getting picky. Well, guess what? Chicago, they're getting picky, too. First off, here are some of the residents of Chicago that said they've had enough. Come to this country and get a stipend, link, a free roaming board, free child care, and some of them are getting Social Security. And when my ancestors were released from slavery, they got the clothes on their back, but yet they were told to be happy. So why am I and everyone in this country footing the bill for people who are non-Americans, who don't vote, who don't fight in any of our wars, who've never paid a tax, and we're told that if we say anything, we're xenophobic? Tell me why. Tell us all why. I, I want to know. I think it's wrong. I mean, it shouldn't happen. I love that guy, whoever he is. He's right on. Why are we paying for all this? 
And now get this, as I told you, in New York at Floyd Bennett Field, they said, ah, we don't like this. And they hopped right back on the bus and said, take us back to the four-star hotel. We want to order room service. And they got taken back to the hotel. Now in Chicago, they are coming there, many of them from Venezuela. And again, conditions in Venezuela are not great. But they came there to Chicago and said, this place doesn't really have the infrastructure for us. This isn't really good enough. We're going to go back to Venezuela. So they're getting picky about the conditions in Chicago because guess what? It's a little cold in Chicago in November. And they're starting to say, maybe we like the sunshine in Venezuela. You can't make it up. I mean, why the heck would you be picky if you really are being persecuted I would take a bit of cold, blustery weather over persecution in your home country because guess what? They're not being persecuted. Not all of them, at least a huge percentage are not. They're coming here because they're seeing the freebies. And they thought it was going to look like uh, Las Vegas to them. And then they come and they realize, uh, you know, there's no Sands Hotel and there's no gambling table. They're showing a tent in Chicago and they're like, oh, this isn't great. So maybe New York should have had the same. Maybe New York should have just had Floyd Bennett Field and said, hey, you want it? And maybe then they might have all gone back to Mexico or to Venezuela, all these other places saying, maybe it's not like they've been advertising all these freebies. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. Line one. Stan, your thoughts. I want to ask you, did you say Marjorie Taylor Greene brought this up? Uh, at this thing, is she's the one that asked for it? Yeah, she's the one who said impeach, right, impeach you, Alejandro Mayorkas. I've got the answer for All you. Right. Why the eight did solve so it for us? They please. went against that rat son of a bitch anti semite, Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's why the eight did it, and good for the eight. They would have gone on it if she didn't do it. So that son of a bitch doesn't deserve to have anything Stan, for her. Stan, you are like, Stan, let's just focus. She go, is an anti-Semite. Why are you Stan, defending her? Stan, I'm You're focused. Stan, her. I'm not. I'm focused on the issue, which is what you should be. I Don't am. Let me, keep Stan, it up. Stan, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, go Do ahead, you go ahead. honestly think that Alejandro Mayorkas has had a secure border in his tenure and has protected the homeland? Yes that's, or no? That's the point. That is the point. That is the point. Yes or no? Why did they Stan, let up? Wait yes, a minute. Or no, Stan, Why yes or no. Why did they let her bring it up? Why don't Somebody you let, else by the way, by it. the way, it looks to me like the Democrats would have voted it all down and maybe the Republicans what? would have done the same. Why would you stall it if you care about the issue? If you looked at the content and she said, let's expedite it, there was a chance to expedite it and they shot it down. And if you think the border is fine, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll send you a free trip to Mars. All expenses paid, because you're in la-la land.